Making My Mom Found. We are coming at you today at March 31st, 2019. And before we get started, I just want to get guys to get a chance, please take a listen to another podcast called This Week in Video Games, found on Anchor, a podcast all about the world of video games from news, reviews, interviews, charts, and more. And I am Mike Kelberton. Who's with me tonight? Hello, I'm DJ Copeland. Hello, I'm Stuart Hughes. Hey, guys. And Stuart, would you want to take it away and let us know what wasteland of a game we played this sure. week? Sure. Okay, play. hold on. Which which of you two's <laughs> fault is this, this by is the my way? Fault. Just, okay, oh, just, just so I had it straight. And expect more vehicle-type games coming up, too. All right. <laughs> so the first okay. game I went with for my picks were Lost Planet Extreme Condition by Capcom from 2006. Oh, oh man. That good vintage... <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's third person. <laughs> oh god. It's funny cuz this game didn't like review particularly well. It had a lot of like a lot of sevens, like high yeah. sixes, mid sevens, yeah, a couple that a couple eights. not accurate to me. A couple eights and I would I 100% agree with those scores, you know. It's not the best game ever. It certainly a lot of people had trouble with the kind of weird control scheme where it's like an arcade shooter where the bumpers on your controller turn you 90 degrees left and right rather than doing anything else they're terrible yeah it feels like an arcade game that was put onto a console yeah i think that's a that's about the impression i had of it uh last week and it has not changed at all yeah this is an odd little game it is very weird because this is the era when games started getting more quote-unquote cinematic yeah. And this, <laughs> at first glance, kind of seems like it's going the same way, but then you actually start playing it, and it's literally an arcade game. Yeah, it's like, an arcade game. Yeah, It's a little arcade game that's basically like Starship Troopers <laughs> meets yeah. the planet Hoth, and it's uh, I just think it's a fun little game. It's like Starship Troopers Evangelion. Yeah. Like <laughs> Starship that's Troopers ba- Evangelion. That's, that's basically good. what it is. <laughs> And I haven't, I played this game back, not in 06, I played it in probably 09 when I first got my 360, because it was cheap then, it was like 10 bucks or less, Mm. had to have been at that time, and I remembered nothing other than, I remember it was cold out in this game, that's about all I remember. (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, uh, I think I played this game, like, when it came out, and I remember thinking, like, oh man, like, I remember all my friends talking about just going, like, oh, I can't get over the controls game, it's so weird, and yeah, I went into it, and I was like, yeah, this doesn't seem like that big of a problem. No, it's just like. Yeah, just click for it. It's it's an arcade game. It's it's like something yeah. you'd go play at like a movie theater. It didn't bother me. Like the controls weren't weren't my problem with the game. I had yeah. I didn't use a grappling hook that often, even though I mean only when I had to, but for the most oh, part, I grappled I mean, everywhere. It wasn't really designed around it that much. I love I, the grappling hook. I want more games to have a grappling hook. <laughs> look, man, Sekiro just came out. That one's all about the grappling hook. Like people like grappling hooks. It made the game marginally better for me, but I don't feel like it was used as much as it could have been. It's not useful anywhere. So well, well, let's mention yeah. the uh, basically the I'm not going to mention the plot in the description because I don't have 10 hours. But <laughs> what plot? The setting is it's a very it's, it's just every listen, guys. Have you watched an anime? Yeah. Have you watched an action movie? Just mash those two together, and that's it's Gundam. That's... It's a Gundam game, basically. Amnesia, yeah. check. Yeah. Big it's bugs, a... check. It's, Hot it's girl, check. Gundam and Starship Troopers smashed together in the best way, I think. And it's the basically the the layout of the game. I'm sure everyone, I'm sure people have seen the cover at least once of uh, the oh, yeah. Wayne standing in this like frozen, barren wasteland, nothing but ice, and the bugs coming after him in the background. 
And it's just this very like isolated, empty world covered in snow. And so, yeah, there's a grappling hook doesn't really work on those levels. But then you have a lot of mix of urban environments and like kind of cities that have fallen into the snow. It's got this wasteland aspect to it. Well, also, yeah. this game is a lot like the gameplay is a lot of made around for the multiplayer, which none of us played because it's. <laughs> not this time around. No. <laughs> no, not very many people keeping the uh, Lost Planet Extreme Condition multiplayer alive. No, although yeah. I will say I played. Um, I haven't played the third one yet. I did play the second one not too long ago. I played both of them back to back, and the second one did have some people online for multiplayer still, which was surprising. The second one is basically just a co-op campaign shooter. Yeah. Like, there's multiplayer in there, but like everything about the second game is built around this multiplayer aspect, whereas this one's very much a single-player game. And this one could have benefited from a from a co-op campaign. Like, it felt like it could have yeah. used it many times. Yeah, they yeah. definitely, they went, like, too far the other direction for the second one, I think, where it was all co-op with, like, the second one was almost like a like a Telltale game or something. Like, it was these very isolated stories. I wouldn't so mind playing it someday. One yeah. Long, intricate and thing. then the third one, the third one went in almost sort of a an action RPG sort of yeah. direction, right? Wow. Yeah, it came all the way back to it's going to be a story-based game. I didn't like, know that. Yeah. So that, it's, it's also really weird because, like, they're all very loosely connected. Like, I think the second game takes place 60 years after the first one, and then the third game is a prequel that takes place, like, 80 years before this one. So yeah. you might catch some names, and there's a couple characters that, like, are loosely related, but there's not a lot of, like, continuity between the games. Like, even in this game of the story, I mean, it bounce, throughout the story, it bounces around all over the place. Like, you had oh, yeah. years pass by between a mission. I, I feel like it was a year for a couple of missions, if I'm yeah. not wrong. Yeah, one uh, one mission actually ends with going, like, one year later, and you're like, well, yeah. really? What? <laughs> okay. This is mission seven. What? We're doing this <laughs> one year later. Okay. I mean, it's like I mean, 30 years from the prologue to when they find him. <laughs> yeah. The game I mean, starts well, by the way, you don't find scale. out about until two two thirds through the game when another character just sort of like tosses it out really oh, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And the protagonist is like, uh, why am I just now hearing about that? And yeah. I was <laughs> like, yeah, why? Why just now? It's a great <laughs> moment where you can tell he's like, wait, how long have I been alive? How long am I supposed to be alive? <laughs> he's like, I've been frozen for 30 years. Well, I don't know why when Snake. Yeah, and I, I was yeah. I was the same way. I was like, okay, all right, you got me, game. I wasn't expecting that. This was a. I mean, I this was a strange game. Like when we first started playing it, and we played through the first mission. That's why I made that message. I'm like, you're an asshole, Stuart, for making us play this. Because yeah. I did not like it at first. I was like, this sucks. And same. then I started same. getting the hang of it, and I enjoyed yeah. it a lot more. Yeah, yeah it's a game that kind of grows about on you. The same experience. Let me tell you that this game does sort of share some of the same traits as. It's, you know, contemporaries like Gears of War and all that, the ones that oh, were yeah, going in a more cinematic direction. Because this game loves smoke effects. Oh it my god. Loves yeah. camera <laughs> shake. It loves motion blur. It just loves all of those things. I mean, even the so grenades much. going off have this massive like amount of smoke and debris coming out of them. It's God. And you just say like you just can't tell what's going on half the time. Like there, there are some rooms in some of the in some of the missions where there's literally just like dozens of enemies, mm. and then there's just like gunshots and motion blur and smoke effects and camera shake all happening at the same time. And it's like I died a few times just because I couldn't. I was so disoriented I couldn't tell what was going oh, yeah. on. You can get swarmed very easily. Yeah. In fact, I had to go back and restart this game on easy mode just so I could get through it. Because there was... It's, it's one... a hard game. There's yeah, some very is. hard missions. Yeah. 
the fact that the missions, like we had mentioned yet, is that you can't, it doesn't save during the mission. I mean, there's checkpoints, but you can't turn off the game between the missions. So if you're yeah. getting stuck in a part, you need to finish that mission if you want to keep playing or save yeah. your progress. That annoyed me a lot because it, it meant that I had to, I couldn't just pop in and out. I had to like set aside huge chunks of time for for this for this game <laughs> i was uh while i was doing the green eye fight we uh we lost power very briefly and i lost no. that all progress on that mission i had to start over no. that's a long that's a long mission it, too yeah that's our power like flickered on and off yeah. and i was like oh god i gotta start this from the very beginning oh man i was literally fighting green eye and not gonna finish this mission tonight. I really liked that fight with Green Eye. I mean, I died yeah. a couple times to him before I got the hang of it. I beat him with a sliver of health. I didn't get a picture of it, but I was one hit away from death before I finally killed his ass. I like the Acred fight. I like any Acred in this game in general. I think. Yeah, I, this game has Acred, a really the Acred are, are really funny to me. So for those who are unacquainted, the Acred are one of the three main sort of enemy factions in this game, and they are. When we said this is like Starship Troopers, this is what we were talking about. They're yeah. giant space bugs. Yeah, they um, are your local fauna, yeah. that is. Yeah, exactly. Carnivorous Everybody. and coming to kill you. And every <laughs> single one of the Acrid, and this was actually kind of hilarious to me, every single one of them has like a classic video game weak spot, like a yeah. giant, <laughs> giant glowing orange. orange spot somewhere on their bodies. <laughs> Which is yep. explained in the game. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's where it's where they. Uh, that's the other mechanic in this game is the thermal energy. Yeah. It was dropped for the other two games, I should yeah. say. They did not continue that. <laughs> well, makes sense. I, I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> basically, thermal energy is like it's it's the the quote unquote the resource of the planet. It's like orange goo. It might as well be you know natural gas or something. So it's, it's basically yeah, it's icy hot. Yeah, it's and, icy uh, hot. And so everything so survives these bugs these bugs have icy hot in them. Yep. And because it's an Arctic planet, you know, it's it's really cold all the time. You need to absorb Icy Hot into your magic robot arm so mm -hmm. that you can, like, keep your body heat up and survive, which basically yeah. how it works is you have, like, a number that represents your amount of, of thermal energy that yeah. you have. It's and, how much time you have left before you run out of energy. And your health automatically refills from that pool mm -hmm. of energy. So once you run out of energy, you can no longer replenish your health. And then once you <laughs> run out of health, you're dead. It is essentially a time limit on every mission. Yeah. yeah. And and doing certain actions, like using certain attacks in battle, will drain it faster. Mm, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Getting hit and just having to, yeah. like, replenish your health, it uses a shitload of it. Piling a mech can use a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that that's actually the best... My favorite part of this game is the mechs. The, oh, the uh, mechs are great. Called, the vital suits. Guesses. I really wish this was just a mech game. Yeah. I, I would have liked it so much better if this were just <laughs> a, a mech game. Like, mech is so much fun. Uh, the second well, game has a lot more like... Mechs, um... Okay, the first couple of mechs you get suck. Let's not mince words here. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, they're awful. I mean, there's one yeah. that, like... They're cool in concept, but yeah. in gameplay, they don't... They're not great. Like, one yeah. transforms into, like, a motorbike that can only go forward. Um, yeah, you can't turn in place on, yeah. which is not great. I use that thing. I it, got rid of man, it. It sucked. <laughs> it it it's like so it. it's so frail. I and, use it just to get across the bridge, but yeah. Once I get off, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna take off. And, and by uh, the way, that bridge is like it's it's over a pit. You can just walk on foot. Like yeah. it's not a bottomless pit or a pit of lava or anything like that. No, like you so, go you around can just it like, drop down into the pit 
walk across the floor, and then grapple hook back up to the other side if you wanted to. You don't need the motorbike. So there's that one, and then there's, like, the starter one that just sucks, that can't do anything. It's all, like, rusted. That the yeah the like the old ass one that literally has no special abilities except oh yeah just the two guns you yeah just the the two guns eleven is what that one's called yeah it's it's not great the what the one of my favorite things about the game though is uh, oh no sorry that was the that was the Nita the GTT one Nita yeah it doesn't even have like uh, who cares what it's making model because it's great. I'm also looking at the the list of mechs so I can get the names right. Um, but it doesn't even have <laughs> no armor plating Dude, on the front. Dude, nobody cares if you get the names right. It doesn't even have armor plating on the front. You're just, like, in an yeah. open cockpit. Yeah. Um, you get other ones later on. Like, there's this really cool one that is all about jumping that has, like, a double jump. And then if you press a different button, it does, like, a super high jump. Uh, that one was really cool. There was also the one that's that's basically a drilling machine. Yeah, that one's awesome. That one is so good. Yeah, you can transform it from like a drilling tank into a full scale mech. Yeah, I didn't, even, like, I didn't know how to do that. Or legged tank, and it has its own built in weapons. Yeah, has this yeah. awesome like. That's like actually the downside to it. I think is you can't so take good. off the weapons of it. So all the other mechs in the game, you can remove the weapons from the mech and kind of like customize what yeah, you want which... to. I, nice. I did like that, except this happened to me so many times where I was trying to get into a mech and I was standing off to the side. And so instead of getting in, I took the weapon off. Oh, yeah. And there was more. There were more than a few times when I did that accidentally during a boss battle and died. <laughs> yeah, it's easy it. to panic, especially when you're fighting. At some point, you have to fight this uh, pirate group, the Crimson Unity Pirates. And it's That's... like it just throws you into an arena with like three enemy mechs that are all armed with rocket launchers and they just yep. immediately start coming after you. And there's, I mean, you've got the three mechs, but you also have dozens of enemy troops on foot coming after you. Like it's, it's, yeah. it gets hectic. Fast. And then you get up to your mech and you pull and you pull the gun off and you're like, fuck. And you want, my favorite part of that fight is I always do the same thing where I walk right and try to get into a, I see a mech from behind and I get into it thinking it's, I think the hard baller is the awesome one that can like skate around and yeah. it has like the full suit. That one's great. That's the one that's from the really, very beginning that's, of the game. That's the one, that's the one your dad designed. Yeah. yeah you get into <laughs> that. You think you're uh, getting into that and then you get into it and you realize it's the shitty one from behind. They look the same. Ah, uh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What are you talking about? Well, the mechs uh, made, made the, the mechs helped make this game. It wasn't for the mechs, yeah. it would be. Oh, yeah. Would, if not for the mechs, this game would be utterly unremarkable. It's yeah. a standard third-person yeah. shooter. You run around and shoot things. Absolutely. Yeah. The mechs and are and the, the other thing behind, besides the mechs is, like we said before, the grappling hook, which isn't really used that much, and it's kind of disappointing. Like, I, well, I, I, I use really, it a lot. It should have been way more movement-based than it was, and but it, looked, yeah, it seemed like it was going to be, but your movement speed is really slow. And the like I said, the grappling hook isn't used for a whole lot, like in combat. Like there's this area early on in the game where you're in a warehouse and there are points where you can grapple up to. And then there are like girders hanging on wires from the ceiling. And if you shoot your grappling hook at them, they'll fall down onto the the guys below, which is cool. But that sort of thing does not happen again in the (laughs) game like ever. Yeah, I, I used a lot in like anytime there was like urban environments, I used the grappling hook 
all the oh, time yeah. to get from place to place. I oh yeah, you you use it for traversal a fair bit. I used it in combat. I used yeah, it to get can... behind stuff so uh, like the enemies of the rocket launchers couldn't lock onto me. Can't you grab them? Can you grab enemies? Or I didn't try. Uh, it, you, you can could. like it, like it like knocks them over. All okay. Right. I think the I think the game could have done a better job like getting across how to use it then because like it, well, the whole it, first it's... missions have you um they have you grapple. Like the the first mission teaches you how to grapple because it's like oh there's this hole you have to get into oh you have a grappling hook Wayne like it tells you directly yeah it does but like yeah. I it could have like with it, the giant could, enemy it, weak spots it could have had like red on the walls or something like mirrors edge style. yeah there there could have been there like there could have been things where you know there there are ways to do it like if you have a giant acrid where its weak point is on the top of its head and you can't reach it from the ground and then it has like points that you can grapple to and it makes it very clear like oh if you get up to this high point with the grapple and you hang from the ceiling then you can shoot its head mm -hmm. like it doesn't really have anything like that <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't have like enemy or level designs that really encourage you to use it in creative ways like it gets almost there but not all the way a lot of the levels are either openly big like wasteland or openly big like hallways later on in the game yeah or <laughs> it's just, gotta be big enough yeah. for you to move them back through it's really usually big, yeah yeah or put the big acred around yeah put the big acred which i love the big acred fights are my favorite oh that, that's that reason yeah. why I, call, I got mad at you with that first boss fight i was struggling with that beat with that king <laughs> when you fight king dodongo from zelda essentially yeah. <laughs> yeah i was struggling so hard with that fight okay and that, yeah well <laughs> here's why is because this that fight that fight has a lot of the game's problems. Yeah. Where... It's funny that you call him Dodongo, because I think the name of that enemy is Godon, and he's the boss type of the enemy called Dongos. They're actually called Dongos. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's like, in that, oh man, that fucking boss. So much smoke, so much screen shake. <laughs> just like, I was, well, when I was playing this on my PS3, the, the frame rate just dropped to really? like 20 during That's that surprising. fight. Yeah. It was, huh. it was awful. That might be a PlayStation issue. I didn't I, have problem with frame rate. I yeah. mind. I whenever I play this on my, this gonna turn into a console war now. Whenever I played it on my Xbox, it didn't have any problems. And I played it on my PC for this time, and it had well, yeah, no well, problems. But no, what happened was I switched to the PC version. Mm -hmm. That's really odd that it had so many issues on PlayStation. Yeah, man, it was it was not great. Even when it was like a stable frame rate, it felt like slightly juddery at times. Like. There were there were moments where it's like, okay, this feels like almost sixty, but not quite sixty. Huh, that's odd. Yeah. I played this game at beautiful sixty frames per second, and it felt cinematic as hell. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> well, so did I, and I played it on PC, so I was able to turn off motion blur, which yeah, that's also made nice. it so much more playable. I like the motion blur. I like I like the like total hectic madness of fighting a giant acrid and feeling like you know you're actually running from a giant fucking acrid. Honestly, the big bug fights were were my favorite fights. Uh, what I liked less was fighting like a dozen regular guys yeah. and just being shot at from like six different directions. That's not. <laughs> well, I mean, fun. there's there's a few parts throughout this game where you just get overwhelmed by guys yeah. with rocket yeah. launchers, and I remember yeah. having to hide a lot and like hunt them down. Yeah, well, it turns into the thing where it's like you're you know you spent the first essentially the first half of the game is very acrid based. You're fighting swarms of these acrids, and when I say swarms, I mean like you know. 20 30 40 acres at a time they're all oh, flying yeah. around in the sky well, this, is the, this is the beginning of generation seven so yeah. 
all of a sudden there's all this extra processing power mm. and they're like let's just put a million enemies on screen <laughs> like that scene at the end of uh the matrix movies where the guy's shooting into the like pile of uh whatever those ro- the squid robots flying around that's how i feel playing this game i mean yeah I mean, yeah just you have those screaming and on, getting into the, into the you air have, like you have like the small spider looking things that come out of the orange holes in the ground mm-hmm. which are super you have <laughs> you have the little flying stingray looking thingies that you fight yep. that don't do anything i mean they fly at you but yeah those really- are those exist to be a source of thermal energy <laughs> Yeah. Essentially, they're they're there so you can take out the. And they also they also exist to knock you into lava. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. That's one of those things where yeah, like one of those not a problem. Twenty of those not a problem. As soon as they get into like a swarm of fifty, then they're an issue. (laughs) Suddenly they're they're very bad. I mean, there's a room later in the game where you open it up with that. uh, That you have the drilling mech, and you open a room, and there's two. I'm guessing this is where you got knocked into lava because there's a yep. bridge across lava. There's and this just... narrow bridge that your tank can just barely fit on. Yeah, and then like hundreds of fucking yep. stingrays flying through the air. I, I love that room. About. I love that room because it's just like you open the door and you just see wings flying by the door and you're like, well, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> just start shooting into the door before I even walk in the room. Like the, the, I, like the weapons in this game, I really enjoyed that machine. I used that machine gun all machine the time. Machine great. It's like oh, Halo yeah. 2 era, or Halo 1 oh, era. Dude, machine gun. The, there's no reason. There, there are basically two weapons to use in this game. You use the machine gun, and you use the rocket launcher when there's something that's really big. You didn't use the laser. Or really laser. far away. Laser's good, too. I the, laser, the laser, the regular human-sized laser, I didn't find as useful. The mech laser, I fucking loved. Oh, yeah, it's, yes, a, it's amazing. Yeah. The right bosses? It yeah. Bad. And the lasers have no uh, ammo count. They have no ammo, yeah. But nice. that, was, that was never a huge issue for me. You, you find ammo basically everywhere. Yeah, ammo's not too hard. The problem with the ammo is I, I like using the shotgun a lot, and the shotgun can really burn through ammo quite fast. I it's probably the only gun that you can really run out of ammo very quickly. I didn't use it much in this game. I tried to stay away from it. Oh, I love it, the shotguns because I... They're great for like any of the uh, the big acreages because they all kind of have two moves. Maybe like the big uh, I, I always call them like lobster monsters. I don't know what they. I think that they're works. called cryat like chrysalises or something. But You're they look talking... like they look like uh, those camel spiders that exist in like the Middle East that are just you know from straight from hell, and I they can no like idea. sweep <laughs> down at you or sweep across the floor, and you can jump over their their floor sweep and they like do a full spin like a video game villain would. And you hit him right in the back with a shotgun. Oh, it takes him out so quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I think, I like the shotgun on the mech. I would use that a lot in, in mech fights. Yeah. The oh, mech God. That is, is crazy great. powerful. Yeah. I think it would tear things apart. Yeah. That's another thing I love about this game is all the, all the mech weapons feel really strong. Like, you feel like you're hitting an enemy. Yeah. If you hit something with a shotgun, it's going to, like, it, it takes a good three steps back and, like, has to recalibrate. <laughs> I like That's the homing what... lasers. The homing lasers were awesome. I didn't use Home... them. Oh, yeah, the homing lasers. Very little. Oh, I got, I always did, uh, the right cannon was the laser rifle, and the left was the homing laser. The homing laser, you hold it down, and you can fire four laser shots off from anywhere, yep. pretty much. Oh, man, that thing's great. I only use it a few times. It was, yeah. I don't know why. I just I maybe don't get it that often, or I just, I only remember using it near the end, like, once or twice, and I maybe I mean, stuck with it. For me, guns. I basically held on to the machine gun the entire time. Like, yeah. A lot of uh, yeah. shotgun and sniper rifle for on-ground combat. And then... I did not like that rifle. Oh, but dude, the rifle really... sucks. I don't oh, like sniper rifles. Like, we play rifle, Halo someday. The rifle's awful. You'll never see me grab a sniper rifle in any shooters. I, I stay away from them. I do not if like we, 
if we go into Halo 2, I still have where the where the sniper spawns in the maps. I still have that memorized. <laughs> I, that's the first place I go. Yeah, oh. the sniper rifles are great because it's a, a a headshot to kill any human enemy. And so, like, that's I enter a map and I have the rifle. And I'm like, well, I'm not moving for 20 minutes. Let's just clear it out. At least one thing nice: the enemies don't respawn except for like when they have like a spawning portal. They don't keep coming. Like you can you yeah. can kill everybody and move on. Yeah, yeah, the world really. I think I think with Lost Planet, the world really feels like it's alive. Like, uh, does it? Have, I think so. <laughs> does like, it? The acre, I think the acreage especially. <laughs> Um, but yeah. it feels like it feels like it's a group of men at a base. Like it feels like it's a group of soldiers that are protecting this base. You know, you're not going to yeah. shoot one and then a hundred more come out of a door. Like hey, it, you know I, felt, I guess it felt like Minnesota about three months ago is what it felt like. Yeah, that's yeah, true. No, here's, hey. here's here's basically it, it's bizarre because this whole setting it's supposed to take place on on like another planet that was colonized and then in the colony collapsed and now you're trying to recolonize it, <laughs> but literally like. That please, sort please. of it's Eden three. Yeah. Okay, it's <laughs> the third Eden. Hold on, that sort of setting is usually usually you only see that sort of setting in like a low budget live action sci fi movie that's trying to justify the fact that they're literally just just shooting in Minneapolis. Like <laughs> like this this setting is literally just Russia in winter. Like it does that, have a very Russian feel it to it. Too. It's, it's Russia. Yeah, all the uh, like all these soldiers look like Siberian soldiers. Like they all look like they might as well have the red star uh, on their hat. The have Russian accents. If you listen yeah. to their voice, they're Russian accented. Well, so, the accents in this game are all over the place. Oh <laughs> God, don't even get me started. I like, think the the idea is that it's like a group of people that all came from Earth from all over, and so none of them really have a except, standard place. Yeah, except like, except for the couple of words that are said in that Russian accent, which I guess sound okay. Yeah. All the accents are terrible. I mean, one They're of the main awful. bad guys is named Bandero, like, and had, uh, I, don't even, I can't even tell you what he is. Man, you're uh, <laughs> like Yuri, who is uh, one Yuri of the Salatop. main supporting cast who disappears about halfway through the game, and the, the game starts like trying to convince you he's the bad guy, but then it reveals, no, actually, he wasn't the bad guy, or whatever. And he has just the worst midpoint between an American and British accent. Worst fakey sounding, like half assed British accent. Well, if you play the second game, you find out that he's actually a clone, so. Whatever. Spoilers. <laughs> For anyone who of. cares about. Who cares? <laughs> That's like that's like the trick to Lost Planet in the later games. They're like everyone's a clone. Everybody is a clone. That's how. That's or, their twist. Why not? And then you also <laughs> like, have like Luca. Like you have your it, little group too. So it's. I uh, mean, this plot is already just a giant pile of cl cliches. Like it's just a grab bag of like action movie cliches and anime cliches. If it was like, a cliche, the hero would have gotten the girl, but he didn't. The girl was just there, and they kind of flirted, kind of for the entire game. I mean, well, that's. Getting the girl is an American cliche. The girl just kind of being there and not doing anything is very much an anime cliche. That's true. She did work in this game, though. Oh, my God. Luca she, kicked ass. <laughs> she she did stuff in cutscenes. She was the yeah. uh, the mechanical genius, basically. Well, I, wasn't the mechanical Rick. genius that one doofy-looking guy with the stupid hair? Yeah, Rick. That was <laughs> Luca's younger brother. But hey, he gets kidnapped, and so Luca's got to take over. When the hell did he, yeah. he get kidnapped? And, yeah, he got kidnapped. Man, where was I when this game was playing? He huh? got kidnapped and um. Oh weird, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was during one of the time skips. Cornrow, yeah, you know. bleach blonde chick Basil. She uh, oh. she saves him. 
she is just she is an odd character all around too because she's like she's from like 50 years ago but it's like she hasn't aged a day that's when you start realizing that no one's aging is when basil shows up and she's like i knew your father and you're like didn't i didn't he die like 40 years ago and she's like yeah like, okay you look like you're but 20 see, the robot arm slows down your aging so yeah the harmonizer and the, the harmonizer <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are only we even Wayne dying? has, and Why also everybody else. Wasting <laughs> time talking about the story in this game because it's, it's great. Not even worth a single damn. It's, it's just like it's nonsense. like a Metal Gear story where it's just like no. a mess of ideas thrown in. Well, okay, Except I'll give you that. There's yeah. so yeah. much more love and care put into Metal Gear stories. Oh yeah, man. absolutely. Another fun, a uh, little fun fact for you too. The main character Wayne. I for so long I was like, this guy looks familiar. This guy looks so familiar. I cannot figure it out. His um, it turns out his face is based off of like, arguably the most successful South Korean actor ever, Lee Byung Hun. He was in um Red Two and G.I. Joe: Rise of the Cobra. Oh wow, those, okay, are, yeah. I was oh, like, okay. okay, yeah. He's in a shitload of South Korean movies that I love. He is a great actor, and for so long I was like, I played this game since it came out, and I've been looking at Wayne like, why do I know that face? I know that face, like. It was like playing like Beyond Two Souls and not knowing that you know, the character, the character, quote unquote, wasn't based on Ellen Page. You're just going like, I know this person. Why do I know this person? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen them before. Um, so I found that out like before we started recording and I was like, oh, my God, of course. So, guys, let's set this aside for a second. <laughs> uh, it's time to talk about something that's actually really serious. I've been going back over our viewership numbers. Uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit for uh, you listeners, our fastest growing episode in terms of listens is our Banjo Kazooie episode. Uh, it's the second most lo- listened well, to now it'll be lost all. Planet. It's only second to uh, Silent Hill 2. And Silent, Silent Hill, Hill 2 Silent was one. the. Not Silent Hill 1, sorry. Episode 2. Uh, second to Silent, Silent Hill, Hill 2 will be our best episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, Silent Hill was the second episode we did. And it has only two more listens than Banjo-Kazooie. So Banjo-Kazooie is, I, I would hazard to say, the fastest growing, one of the most popular episodes we have. And I was thinking about, okay, why is this? And then I came to a realization. Uh, because at a certain point during our Banjo-Kazooie episode, there is a several minute long tangent in which <laughs> uh, Stuart and I I was wondering where this was going. About whether... Uh, or not the character Clanker is a whale. And uh, so <laughs> the, the, the oh, whale episode. To, I am forced to come to the conclusion that people really are. Li- yeah, we talk about video games. That's okay. But what they're really listening for is whale facts. Whale facts. Um, <laughs> we had some last so, too. so in the effort of giving the people what they want, I am proud to announce the newest segment on games. My mom found called. <laughs> Whale facts my co-host found. Now, today we're going to be learning about. Uh, there is a whale acred, actually. Is there? I, yeah, it's in. Lost it's in the too. All right. Yeah. Uh, now, Stuart, I'll thank you not to change the subject. It's a whale, talking... it's a whale facts. Um. So whale, today whale, we're whale. Going to be, uh, learning about the bowhead whale. That's, can we? That, hold on. Hold on. This. The name of this segment is now whale, whale, whale. What do we have here? <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, that's funny. All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a poll, clearly, for the name of our whale segment. We'll come up with a poll this week and put it in in the group. 
And I watched uh, the entire Overblood Super Replay. Yeah. And uh, you you all can vote on uh, what we're going to call our new Whale Facts segment. <laughs> Games now, by Mod found now partnering with Final Fantasy XI. Oh, you have no idea how bad I want to talk about that game one day. Um, we have to now. If we have a whale section, we have to talk about it. Okay. So, uh, before I was so rudely interrupted, I was <laughs> getting into the topic of, of this week's segment, which is the bowhead whale. Now, the bowhead whale is an Arctic whale, which means it's one of the, the larger species. Those are generally the ones that live up in the Arctic. Uh, and it also does not have a dorsal fin. Uh, it is also a baleen whale, which is uh, one of the whales that are filter feeders. They use uh, baleen, which are these big bony combs instead of teeth, and they use them to filter out krill and plankton and other sort of microorganisms, uh, which are what make up their diet. So the reason I'm, I'm bringing up the bowhead whale uh, is because, first of all, it is the second largest whale, second only to the blue whale. It is about 60 feet long. If anybody's wa- if anyone who yeah. listens to us also watches QI, they're losing their fucking mind right and, now. <laughs> uh, also, here's here's an interesting it's a very one. Very narrow audience. <laughs> bowhead bowhead whales have two blowholes. Really? They, they've got two blowholes right next to each other. And here's here's the big one. I think most mammals have two blowholes. Haha. Haha. This is serious, Stuart. <laughs> this is this is real educational content. This is what. This is what our listeners this is, want. This is what the people demand. This is what the people <laughs> demand. So here's here's the big fact here. Here's the big, big bowhead whale fact is that uh, it is now thought that bowhead whales can live up to 200 years. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, nothing on lobsters, but whatever. Lobsters and, are immortal, but, you know, 200 is <laughs> pretty good. And the reason we know this is because uh, about a decade ago, people started finding spears lodged in these whales, still living whales, uh, but spears that dated back to the 1880s. Really? Yeah. So these guys have just been swimming around. So they estimated that that whale was at least 120 years old and that they could probably live up to 200. Uh, And that is your whale fact for today, everybody. All right, that's not where I was expecting this to go, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> the end of our whale segment, everybody. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see, you know, we're gonna watch the metrics on this one. We're gonna see how it does. We'll see. This was a test to see. Yeah. To see hey, if, if you want to make really want whale facts. Hey guys, write in, write in if you want more whale facts. <laughs> Three <laughs> we episodes. We're Facebook. gonna forget about the video games. We're just gonna be doing whales. Yeah. Yeah. This is it, guys. Should we just start picking games to have whales in them? I mean, so we got Lost Planet Two. We can play. Uh, Might be Lost Planet Three. I know I've seen a whale in a Lost I, Planet game. I really do want to play Lost Planet Two at some point. Lost Planet now. Two does have a giant shrimp boss. Yeah, yeah that's. Hey, uh, so did Super Metroid. Yeah. I so mean, sh- yeah, we did. That was our first game. So shrimps and whales will be the new name of the podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, but since we are talking about our numbers, I want to thank everyone who has been taking the time out to listen to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's been awesome. Yeah. And if you do get a yeah, oh so we God. really do appreciate it for everyone that has. Everyone that's still here after our whale talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you talking about, Mike? This is what the people came here to see. <laughs> you know, I can almost, you know, you never know. Hey, I know Sam Mercer, he likes our whale talk. He does. He does yeah. like the whale talk. <laughs> All right. So back to Lost Planet. Like, one thing yeah. I, I did think was cool in this game is that you do have so many different, like, there's every every mission ends with a boss fight. Yeah. And yeah, I like part of that, like, very arcade like, theme to it. 
And seven of them, seven of the 11 missions you do in this game have a big acre that you fight. Yeah. Like, we haven't talked about, there's a giant moth you fight at one point. Like, mission four. Oh, that moth is a son of a bitch. (laughs) I I liked, I didn't have a problem with him, but he did mess up my mech pretty bad a couple times. Yeah. He, He just, again, lots of loud noise, lots of screen shake, lots, just lots of stuff flying around in that one. I think all the big bosses you fight in this game, too, are, uh, so in the in the Lost Planet series, there's different categories of acreage. Yeah, I think it goes um, category S to M to L to G to uncategorized. I think they're called just over G. I think all the bosses in this game are only category M, and the second game immediately starts throwing in like the category G acreage. You know, you know a lot about Lost Planet. I, well, I yeah. played I played two of them not too long ago, and the second game has a lot more lore in it. <laughs> The second game has like the uh, it has like the diary stuff you can find too, where it's like tells you about stuff. Oh, because that's that's what modern games need more of. I like that in games. I like saying like, oh, if you don't care about lore, you don't have to read this. But so, so when you guys want to do Dark Souls, I think Dark Souls would be wonderful. I listen in all the (laughs) games in all the games I personally have played. I think there's one game that's done that really well, and it's Metroid Prime. And when we talk about that game, we'll talk about it. But I have to apologize because I just I'm looking it up and yeah, the th- four of the bosses were category G, so three of them were category oh, M. Well, excuse so you. So excuse I was wrong. Excuse you, Stuart. Because you have you have King Dodongo, you have the giant moth, you have Green Eye, Windica. you have yep. Green Eye is just Green Eye. There's no special uh, name for that. One. Spi- yeah. I think there's a spider one. Isn't there like a spider looking one or something? Um, I call um, him a spider. I don't remember. Yeah, I can't think of that one's name. Um, there's yeah. that giant uh, centipede near the end that you fight. There's a bunch of scorpions. Gotta, uh, so, yeah, I guess scorpion. You got to shoot the two side things and go in the hole and shoot yep. them, and then yeah. Yep. I didn't like him at all. <laughs> I kind of liked him. He, he pissed me off. Once you figured out what you had to do, he wasn't that hard. He, he almost killed me though, so I had some problems. <laughs> the hardest boss in the game is the optional uh, undeep, which is the big worm. I didn't. I just saw oh, him. Yeah. And I just, just kept I walking. Just, I just walked past that. Guy. <laughs> I uh, I I beat the worm. <laughs> There's an achievement for that, too. I never yeah. got that as a kid. Or not, I wasn't even a kid when I played this game last time. God. Oh, and since we were bringing up, I the last the funny thing is, I beat this game 10 years before the 10 years to the day that we start, I started playing it for the show. Really? Yeah, my Facebook, like, one of my memories, like, I just beat Lost Planet. I'm like, oh, 10 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, 10 years to the day. I didn't, I, I didn't even remember. I forgot so much of this game. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. And amnesia. I mean, hey, it's, not a particularly memorable game. Like, no. I'll, I I'll have forgotten most of this game by next week. Like, yeah. I think it is because part of it is because I have always wanted a really good Starship Troopers game, and this is, I know that this is probably the closest I'll ever get. To. This this is the closest you will get. Yeah, yeah. There's not very many. Like, I they they've done some Starship Troopers games, like very basic ones. They're okay. Yeah. There's also Earth Defense Force, which is kind of that's like, true. Like, that one's a little but, bit more like yeah. Deep, Earth so. Defense Force, I think, is kind of closer because it sort of has that same it it has that same sort of corniness. Well, the corniness in Starship Troopers is all like satirical. Oh yeah, it's satirical. Yeah. It's it's Whereas purposeful. I don't EDF think it's like straight look, up over look the man. Top. I if you're looking for a video game that's like. A scathing anti-fascist satire <laughs> uh, with, with shooting bugs. I oh, don't know points. if you're gonna get that. No, well, no. I'm, ne- I'm never gonna get that. I understand that. It's just like I just want a game where I'm in a you know I'm in a big machine that has a big machine gun and there's a shitload of 
bugs coming after me and I can shoot. I them. mean that that this is, is this game. game that's Lost Planet. Yeah. That's yeah. And Another thing we haven't we haven't mentioned yet is you got those stupid data posts that all they do is give you heat. <laughs> like I kept thinking, oh, be a no, 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 they tell you where to go to. Oh, they do? oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, Man, I fucking hate those posts because it's like I go to each of those with the understanding that okay, I made it to one of these things. Which, by the way, it's super annoying. You have to mash a button in order to activate yeah, slam them that for like way too long. Slam and that then, like button. Yeah, sorry. And then so then there's like, the understanding that subscribe to get that thermal energy, guys. <laughs> So, okay, I activated this checkpoint. That means I'll come back here when I die. And a lot of the time, <laughs> that's not the case. Nope. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Why? <sighs> no, they're really, they exist more to be compass points than anything else. Yeah. They show they you where to go. Because this early in the uh, Xbox 360 life cycle, people had not yet figured out how to make levels that are good. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Bully was great. Go. So they had to just point. It was the same later. year as Bully. Yeah. And um, oh. Elder Scrolls Oblivion, I'll give you that. The maps are terrible. Uh, <laughs> that game. No, no. I've never played Bully yet. Really? I've always wanted to, but I have never had a reason to sit down and do it. That game is definitely too long for the podcast, but we can yeah. look into it. It's it's a long game. I'm trying to get any, oh, like the heat meter, it bugged me at first. We mentioned a little bit, as we, as we talked about earlier. But again, it's, yeah, I'm glad they got rid of it in the, in the, in the follow-up two games. Though. Yeah. yeah. The way it works in the second game is um, you use heat to heal. So, like, you'll, okay you'll still, that. yeah, you still get your thermal energy, but it's used to, like, to, to reach so, health. All right. So they're basically taking out the middleman. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No time limit. I mean, which is I, nice, because the second I, game also has, like, optional checkpoints in a lot of missions, too. That's cool, too. I didn't care about any of the characters in this game other than Luca. I just like Luca for some reason. Luca's great. She's just a breath of fresh air. Luca's all right. So optimistic. I mean, she's... Here's the thing. In any other game, she would be the least remarkable character, but in this game, everyone is just so, like, has so little personality. She's like the most grounded person. Yeah. You say so little personality. She's just like the most fully formed human being. She's just like the most, like, reasonable, emotionally, like, normal (laughs) person. Wayne is basically like amnesia central. He's like, I don't know what's going on or who I am. Well, and he's and he's also he's also Tom Cruise in every action movie that Tom Cruise has ever <laughs> oh, been in. One thing I forgot to mention earlier: Why the hell would anybody colonize this planet? Like, hey, look at that snowy wasteland. Let's go. Well, there. the idea is that uh, Nevik, who is like the evil corporation of this game, because you know it's a because game. every game needs one. Because every game needs an evil corporation. Uh, Nevik, which is the Neo Venus uh, Corporation, construct Neo Venus construction. They took Ne wow. from Neo and V from Venus and C from construction. It's the most confusing sure. name, and they they are like uh, terraforming. So it doesn't matter if the planet's a total wasteland; they're going to terraform it and make it livable. Yeah, and apparently the only way for them... This made no fucking sense to me because, like, their plan is to terraform the planet, but in order to do that first, they're going to kill everybody on the planet and (laughs) then terraform. That makes sense. But, like, at the end, after you've beaten the bad guys, like, Luca figures out a way to terraform the planet that doesn't involve killing everyone. Well, it and was Luca using. Well, if you had listened, if you had paid attention, to it's the it's story, her. Sir. It's her using Yuri's oh, research. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Story. Yeah, this so, game had a story. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. This game was fifty percent story, fifty percent shooting. Um, More like eighty percent shooting. Yeah. Basically, uh, Nevik led by Eisenberg. <laughs> Eisenberg. 
a super yeah Dennis Eisenberg, the weirdest antagonist ever. That's he's like doc- this, I mean, well, yeah, Doctor Dennis Eisenberg. If you just fucking look at that, like he's just like a stock anime creepy guy. Like he's, that's yeah, he's that's what he looks. He just looks like with like the creeper glasses and slick yeah. back hair. And and fucking Bandero, who's the right hand man, who is just <laughs> again stock anime villain, like weirdo, no. big beefy dude. Bandero is ribbons so much in his hair weirder. for some reason. Bandero is so much weirder. No, that's his hair. He has all slick back hair, which is either graying or specifically dyed to have like a Nevik symbol on it. No, no, no. But the, he's got like two little locks in the front that have yeah. ribbons on them. So he slicked back all of his hair except for two locks in the front that like sway around as he as he emotes and again, very wildly. He put like little six year old girl like ribbons on those little locks of hair. <laughs> and he's like, like it's just the weirdest like <laughs> he's oh, like a, a weird a, game. weird character like even in personality because he's like a total like sadist asshole he's like a psychopath that just kills everybody like, again he's every anime villain he's but just he's, most anime villains he's a psychopath but he still has like that weird sense of like honor at the very end where he's like ah you got me like you're you're gonna go far oh yeah like, there are so many everybody there are so many moments, especially toward the end of this game, where in a cutscene you have two characters facing each other, pointing guns at each other. Oh, God. And yeah. then they're like, okay, now let's get in our robots and fight. Like, you could have just shot him. My favorite character is the athlete named Joe. He's just Joe. Never got a last just name. Joe. Just Joe, who was a, ne- a Nevik trooper who... You essentially kidnap, and in the next scene, yeah. he's working with you for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what, listen, a lot of the game's story is like this. is like you yeah. meet a character, and then you do a mission, yeah. and, then and then it does a in time the next cutscene, uh, you're suddenly best friends with them. Yeah. The game like, takes place like, over the what? course of, like, five years, but you yeah. only get, like, or I guess I guess 45 years, because you have the 30-year the thirty year time jump at the very beginning. It's a strange... It's yeah. just, dude, it's so fucking weird... It's a joke. Point a gun out, and then next scene he's like, "So anyway, this is where the main base is." And he's he's drinking like a Capri Sun, as if he wanted a cigarette. And that was the closest thing. It looks like a. It looks like a. If you combined a Capri Sun and a walkie-talkie, yeah, like (laughs) he's just like sucking it down and throws it behind him. He's like, "Oh." The cool guy, but I don't have any cigarettes, so Capri Sun. Also, also, I love just like there's a lot of uh, people drinking nondescript brown hot beverages out of high tech looking mugs (laughs) like high tech thermal mugs essentially like they they ripped off Mega Man X's arm cannon and then poured coffee into it it's an ice planet your coffee would freeze in minutes this game has the most over the top ending as well too uh, oh god yeah oh this this is something that kind of pissed me off actually is so because of high tech science bullshit and the power of love or whatever uh you no it was only science it was only science there was no love in this game yeah you were able to unlock the full potential of your father's vs yeah, and he hit a key basically in turn into a it basically turns into a gundam yeah. um like literally like the, it it does like the transformers thing where the middle t- of the torso like splits and then a head yeah. pops out and it's like all oh, it's covered in like blue neon lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now it controls completely differently. Yep. It oh. flies. It, it doesn't yeah. run on thermal energy. And, you... and... 
I fucking hated this because the entire game, the entire game, firing your gun is the triggers, and then your melee weapon, if you're in a VS, is square. And for this fight, they just decided to switch them. <laughs> they just decided to make shooting the square button and these big-ass, like, energy swords the triggers. And I died so many times to the final <laughs> boss because I would use the sword when I was trying to shoot. Like, I, I spent I so long that. in that fight shooting out all the lights on the... Because I thought that I, I saw orange lights on the side of a tower, oh, and I was like, like well, the game oh, wants yeah. you to shoot orange lights. Orange, shoot it. No, yeah. man, that's so I wasted all my time on that the first time I played the game, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have to do that. I mean, the game pretty much becomes Zona Enders in that last mission. Straight yeah. up, Zona it's Enders. Like, yeah. It's and, like and the like last the, level is just like, screw it, you're, and you're the way a fucking, you control your flight. You're is a like Super Saiyan now. <laughs> it's completely unlike the way those abilities have worked elsewhere in the game. It's stupid. Like, you control like it's it's nonsense like you control your altitude by by pressing y or a or or it would be triangle or x oh, yeah. on the playstation controller so to go up you press y or triangle and you start going up and then the stop you have to press it again and it it just like it took me a little while to figure that out and it still felt like even when i got the hang of it it felt so strange it's just so weird that they would change the control scheme completely just for that last fight. <laughs> Welcome to Lost Planet. Yeah. It's worth mentioning, by the way, that this... Uh, I actually did read that this was the second highest downloaded demo on the uh, Xbox Live store in 2007. That's odd. I mean, I mean it makes yeah. sense. I mean, this game, like, we barely mentioned earlier, but this game was, like, really big about, like, they market that multiplayer, I feel like, because even, like, the other version that came out later called Tality's Edition is all, has all the DLC, it's all about the multiplayer. This game has a really, it exists in, like, this really weird ecosystem of, like, people like me who just really like it, <laughs> just really like the mechs and everything, and I'll go back and keep playing it. It didn't do particularly well, but there's almost, like, yeah. a cult following of it. I mean, like, the a people, lot of people I know that like Lost Planet, they fucking love Lost Planet. Oh, no, that, no, no, no. See, that's so weird to me. I, I just don't <laughs> see how you could... Like, there's nothing this game does that other games don't do better. It has like, a in it. Giant spiders, man. <laughs> when there was Giant, nothing for 360. Dude. Yeah. Like, seriously. If I had a PS3 in 2007 and I wanted to play a third-person shooter, <laughs> I would just buy Ratchet & Clank. If I wanted to play a third-person shooter on my PS3, I would just buy Ratchet & Clank because it just does that better. I think like, a lot of people that play this... They, they eventually did get something. I, th I think a lot of people that played this eventually went to Gears of War, too. Yeah, yeah. Gears of War. If, you, if you're if you on the 360, you just pick up Gears of War because it does that better. Well, like, you know what? I don't only play the best games out there. I know I like I have my like three favorite games, but I'm going to play other stuff. Uh, <laughs> and Lost true. Planet is definitely one. Game I, I was I, I was the one who went to who went to bat for a Bomberman tournament last yeah. week. <laughs> hey, that was a good game. I that mean, it is. It is. But it is like. I prefer it a lot to this game, but it is in the same sort of quality bracket. It's like a weird <laughs> little. It's a. It's it's. I think 2006 was an amazing. Like the the 2000s in general, I think are like the most amazing time for games because it was before people really figured out how to make a really good AAA game, and so everybody was just throwing out as many games as they could, and so there's some really, really weird, weird stuff. stuff out there. Yeah. I have I, niche games that are actually they all have something like interesting about them. 
I collect tons of games from the 360 PS3 era, and there are some really random third-person action shooters and action games in general that I have in my collection. Like, yeah. one that we'll probably never do in the show, but I love this game back when I played it around the same time. I have not touched it again. Is The Born Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever played a game. I really like that game, but it, I'm sure it doesn't hold up well. Like, I have not touched it since, and I'm, yeah. but You never know. You never know. Games from this era they can hold up insanely well for just having like, they, they just get a little bit weirder. They don't get oh, worse. They just get a little weirder. And before we wrap, start wrapping up, I was on the final boss fight. How many, did you guys know it have to do the stupid melee hit after you get its health down to zero? Cause I didn't know that at first and died. <laughs> really died. Him, and I got him down there and I'm like, what the hell do I want to do? I'm shooting him. I'm shooting him. And then he killed me. And then I looked online like, Oh, you got to melee him after you get his health. To yeah. Zero. I, yeah, the I, melee does a shitload of damage more than yeah. your laser. Yeah, does, so. I was just, I, I just assumed like the way you do that fight is, you shoot him, you shoot him, you shoot him, you wait until he's done attacking you, and then you go in and you melee him, and then so he goes cool. pink, and then you do it again. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, he's gone pink, <laughs> sir. Sir, yeah. he's gone pink. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I didn't. I never saw him go pink, but I. He like he switches up his attacks um a lot. Like he has I think four different stages of this his attacks. Weird weird fight for this game. Like you're fighting yeah. giant bugs, you're fighting yeah. and then you're fighting a fucking zone of the Ender's mech. Like it was just strange. Yeah. It yeah, starts exactly. to, it starts to really get I mean even um I mean Bandero's fight is really bizarre too cuz it's so close quarters compared to like the rest of the game. And he, he does a Bandero, lot of damage Bandero's too. Bandero's fight was cool. Yeah. Like in the uh it's, it's It was it was cool to have like a one really good like mech on mech yeah. fight and he like telegraphs his moves and you can't like you can learn what he's doing really easily so i think it yeah. makes that fight better because it's like okay i know immediately what to do and it's yeah just, and that's that's yeah. actually a problem a lot of the other bosses in this game he, game have is that like I'd you say just can't bosses. ever tell what they're doing until it's too late i think the mech i think the acreids telegraph their moves pretty well yeah i agree there Except are the worm, one obviously. or two of them that... Like the green eye fight, as hard it is, as hard as it is, is probably my favorite fight in the game. It's a long, epic fight. I mean, you got to shoot his side yeah. Yeah. two or three times, and then you got to shoot his brain after you get yeah, that, revealed. That was actually a pretty good fight. Yeah, and that, you're that flying. Feels really like like it feels green very eye, very satisfying, yeah. and it makes sense. Like up it, to that point it, in the game, he is like it. the big bad. Yeah, you're like I'm gonna kill Green Eye because Green Eye killed my dad. I'm gonna I, kill this big acre. It's about halfway, I want to say. Too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's like mission six or something. It's yeah. I think it's five, five or six. I think that's right before the time skip too. Yeah, that is like right at that. Yeah, that's like the halfway point of the game where you feel you beat him and you're like, oh, is that it? Is that the end of the game? And like, nope, you still got half the game left. It's like you got a okay, lot more shit sure. To like Ugh. yeah, this game story is like really just all over the place because you beat him and that's where Bandero gets introduced and yeah. you're like. You're like, yeah, I beat the Acrid. And then the human shows guy? up and you're like, who the fuck And then fuck you're, you're is like, Bandera, wait, is this the main bad guy? Or was yeah. Yuri the main? This is where you think that Yuri's the main bad guy still. Yeah. And then you find out a few missions later that he's not the main bad guy. And then you meet Eisenberg. And you're like, okay, so there's <laughs> another guy. And then you get to the end and it's like, oh, wait, Eisenberg was supposed to be the main bad guy? It's funny because okay. it is like, <laughs> it is really jarring story-wise. Because you yeah. beat Green Eye and you're like, like, this is the highest you've ever been. And then as soon, like, literally the second that fight ends, you go into the lowest you've ever been. Like, it's, it, there's no skip. It's like, okay, we beat Green Eye, we won. Oh, my God, half my friends are kidnapped. Some of them might be evil, and we just got our asses kicked. Like, <laughs> I mean, was... well, you know, 
there's ways to do that where it's really good storytelling. And I this like, was I, one of them. I think the story in this is, I don't think it's good. I think it's funny how like over the top it is. It's, it's just like, it's literally just a bunch of cliches mashed into a ball. Like that's, that's all it really is. Yeah. But you have the, like the weird voice acting and the strange accents and oh, just people oh, like yeah. and it, everything is like operatic almost. It has a very B movie quality for sure. I, I mean, Eisenberg is just like this weird, squirrely dude who's just yeah. like, yeah, I killed your dad. And it's like, okay. It's definitely a like a B movie, hmm. but it's not necessarily like a super fun B movie. Like, it's just kind of boring and weird. I, I think it's interesting. Eh, I've I, seen this all before, man. I've seen this fucking OVA before. <laughs> you never got to experience yeah, it. Before. You never got to fly a mech while watching the OVA. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't, though. I fly a mech, and then I take a break and spend a few minutes watching the OVA. That's so where you can and go then, pee and come back and And then I come drink. back and fly the mech some more. <laughs> I, I think it, I think the story is, like, it's it's part of the reason I really like some JRPGs, because it's just, like, so over-the-top and weird at some points. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the Tales games can get pretty bizarre at times. Oh, just, God, those fucking things. Yeah. Never I, beat. I beat one of them. Tales games are weird, man. Weird. We will never play them for this show. No, they're, too, they're far too long. I wish we I could. They're like a hundred hours long. I uh, wish we could. So, Tales of the Abyss on 3DS is not that bad, but yeah, we'll never do them. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. I mean, there are some Sorry, RPGs Tales I fans. do want to do. The hunt the show. for a short JRPG continues. I got a couple. And my I've got a couple too. I've got some that are like you know, Chrono, you know, Chrono Trigger is only seventeen hours. Oh, that's yeah. we're doing that around our year mark. Yeah. I. Man, it's you want to? Oh god, that game just hits me right in the feels. Like I love that game so much. It's funny that we're all looking for JRPGs now, and like the shortest we can come up with is 17 hours. Chrono Trigger. I mean, that's there. You go. Yeah. That's basically the long and short of it. I did that. Shining Force is like 15, I think. We could do Shining Force. Yeah. I There's also some, at, at some, some point, nothing. even though it never released here, I want to do Live Alive. Oh, I'm 100 percent okay it's with about, that. It's about it's about the same length. What, it's a good what, game. The real problem with video games right now is that there are, there aren't any ten hour JRPGs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, hey, one that we could do on the show. JRPG, Rhapsody. Rhapsody for the PlayStation One. It's a musical RPG. I'm pretty sure it's under ten hours. Uh, really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to look it up? You guys ready to start listener questions then? Sure. Yeah, let's, Actually, uh, let's, some, I don't know what we should do is we should just throw it out to the audience too and say like if you know any really short JRPGs. Send yeah. us a message on Facebook. I am game. My, we are games. My mom found on Facebook yeah. page. I respond all the time to that. Yeah, feel, I'll 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 answer messages if they're about JRPGs. <laughs> yeah. I, I will have to check because I don't here. get the notifications, but I'll start checking every day. Uh, okay. Um, we actually got a bunch of listener questions for this show, unlike last episode, where nobody wrote into us. Nobody. <laughs> People nobody are interested in hearing about and Lost Planet. You guys ought to be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> I just want to throw people know what they want. Bomber man just just wants your love, man. That's all he wants. Bomber man just wanted to blow everybody up, including himself. Apparently, you know what bomber man is. You don't have any questions. You see Lost Planet, you've got hundreds of questions. And I, hey, I learned so much from this episode. I I did not know know. there was that much story. Okay, okay. Having played Bomber Man tournament, you will inevitably have far more questions. That's true. That episode did end with us asking a million questions about Bomber Man. Well, the good news is we're doing another Bomberman in a future episode. And, and I, we'll I have just that. as many questions unanswered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, for, first question from Bruce. Did, do you enjoy the heat mechanic? And I'm glad every sequel and spinoff, which there is one spinoff in the series, throws yeah. that out the window. 
So only two gives an in-game reason for no longer needing to stay warm. Yeah, I, I don't actually. They don't bring it up in three. They're just like, ah, hey, yeah, we're getting rid of that shit. <laughs> I, I didn't mind it. Like it, I mean, there it was annoying at time. But once you realize that there's so much freaking heat everywhere, and every enemy gives you heat, and you if you blow yeah. up a mech, you get more heat. It it just felt like it was just uh, the one. Mattered. The one thing about it that that sort of rubbed me the wrong way. So I I, I go a little bit back and forth on it. I think it depends partly on the uh, difficulty setting. Like if you have it on easy, you basically never run out. Oh um, yeah, I played on easy too. I do like that it refills your health, but also that, you know, sucks away more time. So that's not great. The thing about it that would have made it better is when you knock out an enemy, thermal energy comes out on it. It basically stays in like a little puddle on the ground. And if you don't go and pick it up immediately, I think it disappears after like 10 seconds. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's about it, it. Like goes away a little bit too fast. I thought it was yeah. longer than that. It's not as long as you'd like. <laughs> yeah, like I would like to have enough time to like clear out a room and then just pick up all the energy. Also, I think because of the slow movement speed uh, in this game, it would really have helped if it had like a sort of magnet thing to it, where mm -hmm. you just get close enough and it just like slurps into you. Yeah, instead of having to walk over every single puddle of energy like coupled with the fact that it disappears so fast it just it makes it really frustrating like you you lose a lot of energy that you would have gotten otherwise one of the things and, i'm always excited about is when you kill a bunch of really tiny acrid and it starts like it starts slurping together oh, and you're like yeah, oh that, i have that I much more really time like that i actually <laughs> like, really like that i like that if you have a, a like a hundred tiny puddles all right next to each other, they just slurp into yeah. one giant puddle. That, that was always time really satisfying. Oh, while we're while we're on the radio, uh, DJ, you need to go on Google and search EX Troopers. It's a spinoff game for the series. I want to yeah. hear your reaction. Oh, what good. You, I can't wait to see what this is. This okay? Then we got to do this on the radio, so that's why I'm waiting. This could uh, be. Good. It is. It, it looks <laughs> nothing like what Lost Planet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking just now. I just Googled it, and I'm like, what's this? I mean, it looks like a freaking anime cartoon, like an anime. Straight okay. up anime. So this is basically... So they basically did with Lost Planet the same thing that uh, Monster Hunter Stories did with Monster Hunter. Yeah, where they just Lost took Planet. it and made it cute. It's Lost Planet chibi. You never knew that Lost Planet would have a chibi version, but here this it is. This is so fucking weird. It just I, came out in 2012. Yeah, where Lost I would Planet love to play this at some point. I've never played it. All right, well, we have really to seen. play this now, I it's think. It's Japanese only, but it's on 3DS, so I bet there's um, copies that we could we yeah, can play. I wonder how hard it would be. Like, uh, 3DS's region locked, unfortunately. Oh, well, that is wasn't really. There's got to be a way. There's, oh, there's, a yeah. way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there is. All right. If anyone's got a uh, Japanese region uh, 3DS, they're willing to part with. It's but, um, I'll history. say, like, I I enjoy the the time limit, the T energy, but I I understand all the complaints about it. I, it's not like I like it and I think that that's, like, the best way of doing it. I just personally like it because it makes it feel more like an arcade game to me of, like you have that time limit comics going. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Again, it is one of the things that makes this very much feel like a car, an arcade game. It yeah. has an arcade mode too to this game where you have like a timer yeah. and a score and everything. I'm pretty, yeah. I didn't mess with it, but it's there. Yeah, it's, I, I enjoy it. I can see why people don't like it. And I definitely have some complaints as well. Like I think it shouldn't disappear as quick as it does. I think it should stick around for quite a while or at least like 
magnetized to you, you know, Ratchet and Clank style or something. Oh, yeah, that would have yeah. been a lot better. Yeah. Oh, That's always the best feeling in any game, any collectible game, when you get, like, a magnet ability, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and you just Ratchet stand in the middle of, like, a huge crowd <laughs> of them, and then they all just fly toward you at once, and you're like, yes! <laughs> I am a god now! <laughs> Uh, this question is just for Stuart mainly because none of us have played two or three. Uh, from Emmanuel, I own the second game but never played either. Should I skip the first one and play two? Would I be missing out on story? Uh, no. Uh, well, not if you listen to the episode. Yeah, not, there's like there's some stuff that kind of carries over to two. That's kind of like like Easter eggs and stuff, but not very, like it's not super important. Like you could easily play any one of these games and enjoy them by themselves without having to play the other ones. That being said, I am very much the kind of person where I, I can't skip something to play the next one. Like, I know I have the hardest time getting into a... I still haven't finished JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because I can't get to the first season. And everyone tells me, oh, just skip the first season. I'm like, no, I need to know <laughs> where it came from. Even if it's different, I need to, like, I need to see the progress that the show made, I guess. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're the kind of person who, if I, I told you to watch... Blackadder, you would insist on watching the first season. Yes. I watched Dude, people... nobody watches the first season of Blackadder. Yeah, but I like seeing I like seeing not only the progress for like the show, but also the like technical progress. I like seeing like, oh, they like their cameras got better or like their writing got better. Here's how they improved it. I think that's really something well, yeah, it's, it's a weird Weirdo. thing. I, hey, weird thing I do was... where I appreciate <laughs> the, the other people instead of the writers and the directors. So. <laughs> No, but like like Black Mirror, I had to go back and I had to watch the first two seasons before I got to the third season, even though that's an anthology show and it was totally unnecessary. I was yep. just like, I, I want to see, I want to see how they got better. Okay, because it's hard to watch something new and go back to something old. It's very easy to watch something old getting to new. I think it's hard to watch like something very modern and go back and you're like, oh god, this is awful. Like you couldn't go, like you couldn't watch like a bunch of DVDs of a show for like season two to nine. Let's say you had friends on dvd and you watch season two through nine on dvd and you're like oh i can only have this vhs copy of season one it would be awful you would never want to watch it you aren't wrong friend yeah. season one okay so you're basically saying you would you would force yourself to watch the not good part i don't think i, I don't <laughs> like, think anything's i would rather not watch the not good part <laughs> i i'm also kind of weird and i don't think anything's bad i there are very few like shows or movies or games or anything where i will just come out and be like yes this is bad Fall out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i i find something good in everything so like even like I, one of my favorite things to do is watch like really 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 shitty sci-fi movies i'm not like science fiction movies i mean the tv channel sci-fi when they had like the age of cgi <laughs> and uh, they yes. came out with like you know like ice spiders ice spiders is like a great sci-fi movie i've seen it yeah it's I love that movie because it's it's a bad sci-fi movie, but there are things in it that I really enjoy. There are aspects of it that I find very enjoyable. The concept of giant spiders on a snow <laughs> on a snowboarding mountain. I really like that I, idea. I see a theme here of, of stuff you yeah. like that involves cold and, and bugs. Yeah. Hmm. I see the strange theme. All right. Uh, <laughs> last last question. Uh, this is from Michael, one of our listeners. That's another tier question. Where does the shotgun slash VS shotgun rank among all video game shotguns? Ooh, that's a good question. All of them. Well, just whatever we, yeah, whatever rank you want to put them in. Like, I, I thought the shotgun was was awesome. I mean, I don't know how to rank it exactly, but I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the VS shotgun. The regular shotgun, I didn't care. The regular <laughs> shotgun is whatever. 
It's a uh, regular video game shotgun. The VS shotgun is awesome. Awesome. It's very I good. I don't use shotguns a lot in games. Like in Halo, I do. I do in Halo just because it's so amazing. But in most games, I don't use it a whole lot. Like in RE2, I used it very little. But that's that's survival horror. Yeah, you know, I used to never. I used. To, I've I've had like a tra- like a travel. I've had like a like a uh, adaptation over the years. Right. Like I started, I was like, all right, I'm only going to use like rifles. I'm going to be the sniper guy. So Halo 2, I was always the sniper guy, and like DMRs and Magnums, only one shot weapons. And I kind of like switched to assault rifles and SMGs, and I'm on my shotgun phase. <laughs> Hmm. So I use a lot of video game shotguns now. I would say I would put it below the Halo 2 shotgun, but above the above the Fallout 3 shotguns. I would put it below Ratchet and Clank because Ratchet and Clank just if you're con- if you're comparing weapons in any game to Ratchet and Clank, you're going to come up short. That game has that series just has the best weapons. Where would you rank the Jack 2 uh art <laughs> Fuck the guns in Jack 2. I love the guns in Jack 2. No, they're they're fine. Like some of them some of them are really cool. What just causes a nuke to go off? Like Yes, but also fuck that game. Fuck the guns in that game. Because you can't strafe. Fuck any fuck any third person shooter where you can't strafe. Oh man. I might put the so, VS shotgun above the Halo 2 shotgun. It just has so much power, and like it knocks acrids on their ass. I like that. Okay. I, I really like that you can... There's like this um, sort of clang sound effect. Yeah, that's everything's very like... Of, that's the sound of the shells actually hitting. Yeah. It's very like metallic, and just like the gun kind of cycling to it. Feel like yeah. it, Everything in the game, on the, like with regards to the mechs, feels very powerful and like... Yeah, like oh, you are on a big mech. You are firing a giant cannon. It's it has that like impact that it should have. Yeah, for sure. Most things regarding the mechs were designed very well in this game. And you can pick up the shotgun and walk around on foot with it. It's awesome. Oh yeah, you can pick up any of the VS weapons and use them on foot. Yeah, they're just like really. Oh, that was another really interesting thing. If you do a uh, melee attack. With one of the uh, VS weapons, <laughs> yeah, he swings it across his body like the uh, like the hunting horn in Monster Hunter, yeah. and it carries you too. Like it, it yeah. carries you around. Like it's the same, but it's like the same animation though. <laughs> it's, I never, I didn't think of that. It is, yeah, it's the exact same, isn't it? It is. Maybe that's I why I like that. Monster Hunter so much. It feels like it feels like Lost Planet, dude. Games that are just about like fighting shit. I'm not usually a like that interested in but i lost a good three months of my life to monster hunter 4 ultimate <laughs> <laughs> i still I'm, I'm currently stuck on monster hunter world i just need to get back into it i never played it yet they're great good games yeah they're good games we should find a way to work on monster list. hunter into uh into our list yeah yeah i don't think that's gonna happen yeah i doubt it <laughs> they're also oh. very long games all right are you guys ready to do um shelf or box yeah I think so Stuart, since you picked this lovely frozen game you <laughs> Well, yeah, obviously I'm going to be putting it on my shelf because um, I got this game when it came out and I played the hell out of it because I had to have something to do when I wasn't playing Oblivion. So <laughs> throw in Lost Planet Extreme Condition. And uh, yeah, I just I really I thought this game was weird when it came out. Same as everybody else. Everyone had the same reaction of like, yeah, this is a little. And then as soon as you get to a mech, you just it just feels awesome. And so uh, just like the mech combat, the I think the world is really interesting. Like the actual planet is really interesting. The acre, I feel like are awesome enemies. Like they have 
the acrid feel like they're this actual creature in this world rather than like you know they're just gonna keep sh- like shitting out of some door somewhere they have like nests and they exist with on this planet they're this very hostile dangerous creature so i i, I really enjoyed the like the setting of this game i i even enjoyed the like the wacky story as b-movie as it is this is definitely going on my shelf okay that's what i figured <laughs> I, kind of was, i'm in the lost planet i'm in the lost planet fan group that still like that still has this weird cult love of this game <laughs> i might you should send me an invite to okay. that for reason yeah <laughs> we don't talk to each other that's fine <laughs> send me an invite we just, we just <laughs> <always> <laughs> All right, DJ. What would you? What was your? I'm pretty sure I know where this. Yeah, is go. <laughs> uh, this is this is going in the box. Um, yeah. I'm not a like I've said before in the past, and I probably will say again in the future. I'm not a huge shooter person, so if I'm gonna put a shooter on my shelf, it's got to be like a good one. And this is an okay one. It's not terrible. It's there's still a lot of like BS enemy placement, and there's a lot of Again, as was common for games in that era, a lot of over-reliance on screen shake and motion blur and smoke effects, which, you know, because people want to make things look cinematic, but it just makes it impossible to, like, tell what you're doing. I feel like it had a few good gameplay ideas that weren't expanded on enough. I feel like if they bumped up the movement speed and they incorporated the grappling hook into the level designs and creature designs more... Uh, then this could have been a really cool, like, fun game, like, that had a real, really, like, unique thing. Uh, but as it is, it's a pretty standard third-person shooter where you can sometimes get into a mech. And, again, if the, uh, if they had gone the other direction and just made this a straight-up mech game, I, w- I also would have liked it a lot more. Uh, I think they had a good, like, variety of different mech types, I liked the way each of them handled. I didn't like the way that uh, their control schemes completely changed in some cases. Like, I feel like they're just some of the... In in general, the way they designed this control scheme could have been better. Um, I didn't even mention this. You can do a dodge roll on you foot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's oh, a dodge roll. I never did pretty that. much have to do for the first boss. Oh, that's why I had such I a mean, hard That's time. why you kept dying on him. Because you have to dodge roll. And I just jumped. Yeah. I just jumped to what I would do. Yeah. You can jump out of the way of uh, and most attacks. It never tells you. It game never tells you that you can dodge roll. Never tells you how to dodge roll. And by the way, the way you dodge roll is you click in the left stick and then you press A, uh, which is super awkward if you're like in the middle of a really intense fight. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of little control concerns like that. Overall. It's fine. I mean, the story's fucking weird, and it's very weirdly paced and full of cliches, and none of the characters... All the characters are pretty generic, and it's just a weird game. It's But overall, it's, it's, it's weird, but it's also not terribly remarkable in a lot of ways. And uh, overall, it's just fine. It's, again... Like a lot of the reviews back in the day, I would give it like a six and a half or a seven. Like it's a it's a solid like C minus. Yeah. It's fine. That's kind of what I I was kind of expecting that. I mean, like I know your first play and you were, you had a choice words to say about this game. So yeah, I, kind of... I, uh, I I'll give it credit. I warmed up on this game as I continued playing it. All, all that but, thermal energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, just I had to. to uh, increase my stock of thermal energy. All right. This game for me is it's, it's going in the box. I mean, I enjoyed it like for the most part. At first, I was very angry with it, but I had I had fun with it. But honestly, I hadn't played this game in 10 years. And I remember like, oh, yeah, I, I played that 10 years ago and I liked it. And that, that was about it. And that's about I mean, I, I have no desire to see this game again for another 10 years. It can stay. I would have never played it again if it wasn't on the show. Like, I just had no desire to go back to it. But I had fun. It's just unmemorable. That's yeah. about what I expected so. for everybody for this. I was like, I'm going to be the only one to put this on my shelf, but yep. fuck it, I want to play so, it. <laughs> so definitely in the box. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I just I haven't played Lost Planet sometime. I'm gonna play it. Put it on, put it on the episode so I can play it again. Well, I'm I'm glad you did. It was an easy game to go around in my little marketing and be like, Hi, have you heard? And yeah. <laughs> so and it's a it's a game that I think was something good for us to talk about. I mean, it's really it's really a game of its time of that of that 2006. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's era. in a very sort of awkward transition period. Yeah, when you go from PS2 to 360 PS2 yeah. era, and we're are so different. Yeah, because you're getting away from games that feel really gamey to games that are s- trying to feel much more cinematic. Yeah, have and like then vi- and then stories and more. Yeah, more going on visually. And now you have right in between those two excre- extremes, you have this game, which is coming out at the same time as shit like Ge- Gears of War, which is going for that super cinematic angle and this one is just super arcadey and weird it's also trying to be cinematic in some other ways but again in this very weird arcadey japanese way that and, and i don't think i can think of another game that sort of mixes those elements in quite the same way this game did so <laughs> it, it's got that going for it at least this game is one of a kind when it comes to that if you oh, like looking yeah. at Leap Young Hun's face, you should play Lost Planet. <laughs> Which everybody uh, does he's because a he's very a very handsome man. man. <laughs> and to get uh, and then I should I think I should let us let everyone know what we're gonna be playing next week. We are yeah. we are taking a dive and I can't into a late nineties Doom clone. We are playing Star Wars the Dark Forces. Yeah. On DC. Ah, the game that I had to look up <laughs> how to rebind my keyboard for. <laughs> I've been doing a couple games lately where I've like I have to I, I have to press page up and page down to look up and down, and I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it could be a little archaic. I I, I talk about I, games of their time. We're playing something from yeah. 1995. Oh yeah, I, I cannot wait. I I've tried. I haven't. I played this game when I was a kid. Never got that far. About three, no, four years ago, I tried to play it again. I I bought a wireless mouse, wireless <laughs> keyboard, and. I didn't get very far, so now I'm going to make myself finish it. For this well, show. back then, you'd have to have the wired keyboard because the, the input lag would be too much to play the game. <laughs> uh, might have been a problem. Um, but yeah, and then after that, we are also, we are doing Shadow of the Colossus, one of our oh, other yeah, upcoming games, ones. too. And I think that's about wraps it up for this episode. Anything last, guys, you want to do it before we do our plugs? Um, basically, uh, I just now have a mission to... Since since DJ said that he's not going to put many shooters on his shelf, my mission is yeah, to now find he's shooters. Yeah, now put all shooters. Yeah, I'm going to find. going to try to find the shooter that will go on DJ's shelf. That'll be the well, ultimate test. Start well, looking, pal. <laughs> 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 We've already right. been talking. Me and Mike have already been talking. <laughs> Hey, if you guys enjoyed this episode, which of course you did, you can find more of our episodes <laughs> on Podbean. We are on Stitcher, at iTunes. We should be on most things. If we're not on something, please let me know. You can find us in I Watch Entire Overblood Super Replay. You can find us on our Facebook page, Games My Mom Found, where I'm constantly interacting with whoever and posting 
I'm usually posting images for the game, so please like us. We are currently, as of this recording, at 97 likes. I'm three likes away from 100, so please like us. <laughs> I want to see. I want to get 100 because I know you. Facebook starts to recognize us the more people are listening to us. And also, we had just hit, as of this recording right now, we are at 667 downloads. But when we started recording, we were at 666. Ooh. Which and then we got one more like right after like within I took the screenshot and then a few hey. hours later. Hey, yeah. that means we're two away from six hundred sixty nine. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm hoping we get that so I can post it in the overplay. All right, but I want to thank everybody for listening. Our great intro and outro was courtesy of. Uh, I'm gonna go yes. download the podcast Ooh. three more times. <laughs> nice, nice segue, nice segue, Mike. Uh, yes. Our wonderful theme song is courtesy of. Hold on, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about segues from, from the whale facts guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's what our viewers want. You. It's what Sam Mercer wanted. George Sam. The whale calling the kettle beluga. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, I was about to thank Mike Stoney for the use of our wonderful theme song. The Cool Kids Squad off of his EP Bite the Bullet. You can find Mike on his SoundCloud. You can also find him on his YouTube channel youtube.com slash Bulby, B-U-L-B-Y He's got tons of stuff up there both his own compositions and uh, 8 and 16 bit covers of video game tunes. Just this week I think he put up an 8 bit cover of the boss theme from Final Fantasy 7. Sounds pretty good. So uh, go ahead and check that out. And uh, anything else, guys? I don't think so. That's all I got. All right. Well, lovely people, we will uh, see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. I love you all. Have a great I'm night. I'm indifferent. Bye, <laughs> okay. everybody. Bye. Bye.